everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of the Mad Mad Media Podcast. I'm your host, Eric LaRose. Today, we had the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with Dane, the lead singer of the alternative rock group Squint. Squint will be performing at Summerfest on July 2nd, and they'll be heading back to the studio soon to record the follow-up to their 2003 release, Tinsel Life, on their own Hoxiebat Records. Though they're based in Louisiana now, Squint originated from a much colder part of the country. We uh, originally began in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, okay. uh, and eventually relocated to Louisiana. Um, most people say, why the hell would you do that? But, uh, you know, we had what we felt were valid reasons, It was, uh, and it basically boils down to it being the middle of the country. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so you want to go to New York, it's 30 hours. You want to go to L.A., it's 30 hours. And you can hit every town in between in America. So so we moved to Louisiana. I can also, I can also imagine that the um, that weather may have had something to do with it. Yeah, you know, being a touring band, uh, I don't know. You guys are almost, yeah, I don't know where all your listeners are from, but you you personally are from Wisconsin, so you probably know where the UP is. Yeah. And uh, Upper Michigan, where we lived in, in Houghton, Michigan, we get 300 inches of snow, you know? Oh, my God. It's, it's, and it's the middle of nowhere, really. You know, I mean, as much, I love, I love the place, but, uh, you know, from a band perspective, you want to tour, you can play Houghton, you can drive two hours and play Marquette, and then if you want to play to any form of a population, you're going to have to drive to, I don't know, Madison. Yeah, uh, that's like seven Madison. hours away, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, from a touring perspective, before you even get started, you know, you've already driven seven hours just to play your first show, and you're broke. So, and then the winter, I mean, Touring in the winter sucks. So, you know, I mean, that it's already a pain but to load equipment on stuff. Now you throw in 300 inches of snow and driving in bad weather with the trailer. It's just like, you know, everything just said, you know, we should go somewhere. Now, you guys tour an awful lot down in the Texas, Louisiana area, but you're not, yeah. you don't really hit up here that often? Or? We try to go up through the Midwest at least once a year. Um, we, What we've been sort of in the habit of doing is... Uh, basically touring around the, what they call the Arklatex, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, and uh, up, you know, and then over to Mississippi, Alabama, uh, hitting all that, that area, kind of, you know, the, the southeast is our core, our core region, and then every, every three months or so, we try to go somewhere, uh, that being the Midwest, and being the West Coast, and being the East Coast, uh, that was especially prevalent when the Potential Life, our latest record, came out. We were, uh, you know, we were hitting the road as much as possible. You know, we had, you know, we had tons of spins on college radio, and then we had commercial radio, and you know, just trying to support the record. Um, and then, uh, but now we're we're sort of in the the writing stage for the next record. And when you start writing, you kind of have to simmer down on the touring. But uh, you know, it, like we're going up through the Midwest, as you know, we're going you know, to be up at Summerfest and all that. So that sort of came about because we've been sticking to the same region for a while, trying to write music, and you know, we just 
we get the itch. You know, you got you to gotta get out on the road. So we're doing a two-week stretch up through the Midwest. And uh, it, it's mostly, you know, it, it's not promoting a record or anything. It is just because we want to get out on the road for a while. And here's a little bit of what you'll hear if you go and check them out at Summerfest. Here's Squint with Glimmer and Phrase off their 2003 CD, Tinsel Life. Get down on the ground Feel so good When you light me up You're burning me down Drink it up now Swallow down Well I've got the inclination It'll come on back around CD, Tinsel Life. Squint recorded, released, and promoted that CD without the push of a major label on their own Hoxie Bat Records. Dane said, life as a musician without having the push of a major label behind you has both its ups and downs. It's all-encompassing. I mean, it, it engulfs you. I mean, if you want to... I mean, if you want to push yourself... And, I mean, you are your record label. 
you know, shameless self-promotion. I mean, you you are your record label. You run your website. You run your you you book your tours. You you know you do everything. You you find your you find sponsors. You find you know everything you do. You do press. I mean, you do everything. You are you are your own little industry, and uh, and that's one of the things. You know, I have a lot of friends that are on major labels, and they you know they bitch about being on major labels. I'm like. Look, dude, you've just forgotten. You know, you've forgotten what it's like. And they're like, yo, but you can do whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, but that's the problem. I'm doing everything I want and a bunch of shit I don't want to do. Yeah, <laughs> so, the, the ironic punishment division of, of hell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're, you know, they, they complain about it, but I'm like, I think, well, when you're done, let's say, let's say you hate your label deal. So you get out of your label deal, and now you're an indie, indie band, you know, and... They're like, things will be so much better. I'm like, yeah, but the reason things will be so much better for you is because you had a record deal and you were promoted to the entire earth, you know, with a, you know, $10 million budget. And so when you go indie, you already have the, uh, you already, that, that fan base, you didn't make that fan base. I mean, you did sort of because it's your music, but you were part of the machine. Right. Now you're, now you're riding on the outskirts of the machine and now you're getting ten dollars for every cd you sold instead of you know one dollar for every record you sold and you can sell you know one tenth as many and make just as much money and you're going to think life is great but the reason that life is great is because you had a deal all right so. well that, that was the big push years ago and when like i forgot what record company it was but they they dumped all of their artists i think it was uni they dumped like morrissey and they dumped amy man and they all went out and formed their own labels and yeah, of course they had we Every band, if you're a band, indie band, you hear about Amy Man. Right. You know, yeah. and I just, I scoffed at it. I was like, the reason she's huge as an indie artist is because she was part of the machine. Mm -hmm. Twice. She yeah. was part of Till Tuesday, and then she had her own push when the alternative music came around. Yeah. So, I mean, that that is why she is a, you know, this poster girl for success on an indie level. I'm like, that's, that's BS. Mm -hmm. I was like... Yeah, she's got success at any level because of this, you know. But, I, I mean, I'm not, not saying that indie bands can't do it. I mean, we've been doing it for years and years and years, you know. I mean, we're, we're broke musicians, but we're doing what we want to do. And, uh, you know, we keep fighting the good fight, and, and eventually maybe somebody will notice. And if they don't, who cares, right. you know. We did what we wanted to do. We made our impact. We have, you know, we have our fans that are going to listen to our music till they die. And uh, and we know what we did, and we're happy. So I mean, it, I don't know if I've answered your question or not, but uh, I don't even remember what the question was. I either knew I was talking about, you know, <laughs> what's it like being an indie band? What's it like not having a label? You know, yeah. I don't know what it's like to have a label. Mm -hmm. So everything I say could just be could mean nothing. But uh, you know, I said we just do everything, and that's all there is to it. All right, cool. Yeah, and I guess you know, being an indie band, the the, um, the internet, especially things like MySpace, and you know, you, you guys are into podcasting now. That all that stuff has to help. You know. Yeah, it, it, they're all they're all you know outlets. You know, to to try to get to to new people. And I mean, this podcasting thing has started to really blow up here in the last you know year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I can tell you, I've done. Just this week, this is the second podcast interview I've done, and I, up until, you know, a year ago or even six months ago, 
I, you know, I didn't even know that things like this existed. Right. You know, where there's people who who listen to somebody's podcast and you know religiously, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that's I think that's awesome, and, and we try to embrace every single avenue there is because you know every 30 people you you get to, you know, maybe five of them will become fans, and and ultimately when you're when you're an indie band, you're dealing with you're dealing with you know tens of dollars and not you know millions of dollars. You know if we if we sell 10 records, you know that's that's great. You know that's right. two tanks. That's two tanks of gas. Where if we sell 10 records on a on a record label, we're we're done. <laughs> you know we're out we're out the door. Yeah, you know you're out the door and you're being sued for your advance back. <laughs> exactly. I mean I have a friend who I have a friend whose whose album they were on a, a mini major. Uh, you know and they sold 80,000 records. Mm-hmm. And I got dropped, and I'm like, eighty thousand records. I was like, that's that's eight million dollars in revenue minimum. Yeah. And I was like, what? What? You know, why? Why? What's going on? I mean, you toured, you had T-shirts, you had everything, you did everything, and it's still not enough. It's hard. You know, it's hard. But it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 wonderful. I mean, you get rewards. You know, you get to. And you get to play right before Joan Jett, you know, at Summerfest. I mean, come on, that's going to be cool. That, that is know? pretty sweet. And here's another song you'll be hearing at the show. Here's Squint with Anthem for Closure. Yeah. 
That was Squint with Anthem for Closure off their 2003 CD, Tinsel Life. Before our conversation came to a close, I just had to ask Dane how they came up with the name of their record label, Hoxie Bat. Uh, <laughs> we've never been asked that question. It, it, that's, that's a good question, because it's a much better answer than where did the name Squint come from, because <laughs> there's really not much of a story to that at all. Uh, but, but Hoxie Bat Records, or Hoxie Bat Records, I guess, I, I don't know what the proper pronunciation is, but it's, uh, we were traveling once, not on tour, but we were just traveling. Uh, and uh, it was me and my guitar player, and uh, I think my drummer, I'm not sure. And we were driving through Hoxie, Arkansas. And you can look it up, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny town. It's basically eight buildings, I don't even know. But we're driving through the town, and all of a sudden, it's the middle of the day, and all of a sudden, it got like pitch black in the car. And, uh, but it was still daylight all around. We're like, what the hell is that? And like, we looked up from the windshield and above us was a gigantic bat that was so large that it blocked out the sun. Oh, wow. So needless to say, we screamed, swerved the car, freaked the hell out, and got the hell out of Hoxie, Arkansas. And, uh, and over time, the Hoxie bat just became a legend that we created. And, uh, and then when it came time to name the record label, some somebody said, what about Hoxie Bat? <laughs> and, you know, years later, Hoxie Bat Records came into existence, and, uh, and the, Hox, the legend of the Hoxie Bat, you know, lives on. And that's it for our conversation with Dane from Squint. You can check Squint out at Summerfest on July 2nd at 6.30 p.m. or on the internet at squint.com. Squint will also be on the next Mad Mad Media podcast, which features the music of this year's Summerfest. That show will launch on Thursday. As always, you can get the Mad Mad Media podcast by visiting madmadmedia.blogspot.com or by subscribing through iTunes. Until next time, this is Eric LaRose for Mad Mad Media. The Mad Mad Media Podcast is a production of Mad Mad Media and the Sheboygan Press. The music played in the show was used with the kind permission of the artists, and the copyright holders maintain full usage and rights to their material. If you'd like to know more about Mad Mad Media, check us out at madmadmedia.blogspot.com or through the Sheboygan Press at www.sheboygan-press.com.